This is the Between the Covers podcast with hosts Deanne Malone and Rachel Trainum. We'll chat about our current dog-eared books, rom-com book club read, all things steamy and our love of a cute romance. Jump in bed and pull up those blankets, get cozy. It's time for Between the Covers. Ah, this is exciting. It's our first Between the Covers podcast. I'm so excited. (laughs) Okay, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the workplace romance trope. So people falling in love in the workplace in some way, shape, or form. Because that's never happened before (laughs) in real life. To be honest, I honestly would have told you that this was not my favorite trope and that I didn't like these books. But when I went back and looked, there were quite a few on my list that I like. So I think I like them. Yeah, it's funny you say that because like I couldn't think top of mind because some of the workplace tropes that I think of are like more enemies to lovers also. Yeah. But if you're thinking specifically re- workplace, the one that came to mind immediately, I'm like, I didn't really care for that book at all. And I mean, it was still good. And it was by one or two of my favorite authors. Um, it's a Christina Lauren one, but workplace romance. I'm like, I can't relate. There's no way. And then ironically enough, my current guy I'm seeing, I met because of where I work. <laughs> See, it happens in real life. <laughs> Where do you want to go from here in this trope conversation? So I did reach out um, to see what came to people's minds when they thought of workplace romance. And I think the one that just went to the top of everybody's list was Hating Game. Oh, I've not read it by Sally oh Thorne. Oh, well, okay. read that. <laughs> so, you know, I've heard back and forth on it, though. I heard the movie wasn't good. It just got made into a movie. It did just get made into the movie. I have seen the movie. Um, the book is better because the book is always better. Sorry. <laughs> um, for the most part. For yes. the most part. <laughs> but um, the book is just fabulous. I think so much of it happens in their mind that it's hard to translate to a book. Um, um, which... it, yeah, I could see that, especially because if you're getting a lot more off the page. No, not off the page. That would be in the movie. In the pages. Yeah. Between the sentences, the words. Yeah. Gosh, I'm struggling And how much they truly hate each other. (laughs) Oh, funny. Yeah, that I could see definitely why that would be the first one to come to mind. Did you just do a poll on Instagram? I did. I did. I just put up workplace romance and what do you like? And and that was the one that came to my mind. I thought, okay, well, I do like that one. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are a lot of others out there. (laughs) We made lists and we're like, okay, we're going to talk about three books only with this trope me i'm a capricorn so i stick to the rules i have three starred i just want to put on the record i have three starred three starred but i already talked about one that's not starred. that's a big list you have there well again it was surprising to me how many i have read that i liked and actually you know the between the covers book club right we've read a lot yeah place romance and i just didn't even realize that we had that's kind of bonkers it is i wonder if there's a reason for that trend like why like especially because we're in a we've been in a pandemic for two years now so are people missing that like workplace sort of like you know how people have their like work wives and work husbands so like that kind of little romance you can get on the job i wonder if there's like sort of a missing connection for that while people work at home because i mean you're not really gonna have that same romance with your cat or dog no my cat is so not into it no i think you're right i think we want to get back into the workplace maybe we enjoy working from home but we like the option of being back in the workplace and like the social aspect of being in the workplace 
And so I think whether people like it or not, they, we are social creatures, even if like, (laughs) even for those of us who like really like thrive on having our alone time, we're still social creatures. And like that gives, uh, everybody gets their energy from different places. And I think, yes, work at home is nice, but I think sometimes you need to go into an actual face-to-face meeting. And then if like papers go flying off the desk (laughs) because you lock eyes and you're like, "Mm, I burn, I'm burning internally. (laughs) (laughs) Never happens over Zoom. The hilarious plot is if you thought you were engaging in that eye to eye over Zoom (laughs) and really everybody was engaging with somebody else. Yeah. Oh my god. Could you imagine if like (laughs) everything we were thinking in moments like you make eye contact and you're kind of having like what you think is like a really like sexual seductive moment with like your workplace hottie and then you realize they're like what am I gonna have for lunch today? (laughs) And they're still like in a deep thought because they're like that burger I had yesterday was so good. Like (laughs) can't get over it. I think that happens. What are the three books that you came up with? I want to hear. Oh, yeah. Back to the actual reading literature. (laughs) So I put Hating You, Dating You by Christina Lauren. I haven't read that one, but I need to. So that was the one that I was mentioning earlier that I really liked, but I also didn't like. Like, I didn't... It's not my favorite of theirs. And that was also really contentious throughout that book. There was a lot of anger and just... I think the biggest issue in most workplace romances is lack of communication. But that's like romance in general is a lack of communication on both parties. But how would you get that like heat and anger build up? Uh, and then I also said The X Talk by Rachel Lynn Solomon. And our current book this month is Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon. So she's written two workplace romances. I liked X Talk much more. Um... I found it way enjoyable. And again, that kind of falls into that trope of like enemies to lovers. Um, and then I also said Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood, which part of me is like, they're not really co-workers. I mean, they are, but they're not. They're in different parts of the science department. However, they both work for the same university. So like, it's a borderline one for me because they're not directly working together like they're not on the same project or they're not bidding for the same uh grant for whatnot but yeah so those were my three and there was definitely more that i thought of but i was trying to stick to the rules and (laughs) one two three twenty seven no i'm only gonna mention these three oh oh. so my three are the fastest way to fall which is denise williams most recent one um i still have okay i love denise i've known her (laughs) since i was in college at iowa state and I am a garbage human who has still yet to read either of her books. You will love them. Um, so one of the <sighs> things that I liked about Love Hypothesis is mm-hmm. it actually focused on some of the things that could go wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think both of Denise Williams' books, even though I only starred one of them, really focus on some of the ethical questions mm-hmm. around workplace romance. Mm-hmm. And The Fastest Way to Fall definitely does. So yeah. that's why I love that one. I think you'll like it. I will say the reason why I also haven't is because like for a lot of rom-coms, I buddy read them with my friend Pedro. And so I'm just like, I sent them to him and I'm just waiting, you know, like when we get there, because we just do them sporadically throughout the year. So Pedro, you need to move those to the top of the list. They're really <laughs> He's good. definitely going to be listening to this. Okay. My next one is another uh, Between the Covers book. 
Um, but it was You Had Me at Hello by Alexis Daria, and it's set on the scene. You had me at Ola. You had me at Ola. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. I had it written down correctly. It's (laughs) set on the um, set of a telenovela, and they are both the lead actor and actresses. It's such a cute book. Talk about another one that I actually buddy read with Pedro, so (laughs) that worked out well. Banker's going to have to be a guest star soon. Oh, yeah. And then the third one I picked was probably one of my favorite books from last year. I've been telling you to read it for so long. The Secret Bridesmaid by Katie Birchall. I laughed out loud in places on this book um, to the point that my 10-year-old was asking me what I was laughing about. And it was entirely (laughs) not appropriate to tell him. So I had to make something up about why I was laughing so hard. And I kept laughing. It was annoying him so much. So (laughs) such a good book. It's set in England and she is a wedding consultant that poses as a bridesmaid so the bride can look like she's doing all the work and this wedding consultant does it. And she is gets a contract for a very exclusive royal family wedding, not the prince or princess, but very high up and of course falls in love with the brother of the bride. And I do. I need to get on top of this because anything it's royal so is my jam. It's so good. Okay. In all of these tropey workplace romances, the steam level varies. You know, so much. I like Dan uses peppers, and I'm like, oh yeah, chili pepper, like hot, hot, hot. You know, the spice meter. The, the spice meter. I love it. I'm like trying to think um, where Weather Girl would rank on that, but we might save our ranking of Weather Girl spice meter for the next podcast where we talk about weather girl and our thoughts on all of it we should spiceometer uh workplace romance like how steamy does that usually like do you do you want it does it usually get you know because i know some people kind of want more of a closed door others want that door like not even existing you know just as open as possible and others are like you know what i don't mind a little bit but i don't need it to be the whole story <laughs> so one way i kind of judge the spice meter is if i'm listening on audible do i need to like stop and read the book because sometimes when you're listening to it it's just a little <laughs> bit more than if you're the face it. is getting flushed yeah and you're looking around if you're listening to to it in your car you're like can people hear what i'm listening to or at the grocery store i love listening to audiobooks while i'm doing my grocery shopping oh. but you're like walking around and listening to some of the stuff and you're like nope sorry <laughs> can't have this conversation here um so that's where i kind of do it i think secret bridesmaid um definitely was one that i preferred to read the physical book yeah um so it's a little more spicy um yeah those rom-coms that you listen to audio whew. yeah like, even when you're reading physical, but sometimes when you hear it, it's intense. It's totally different. I don't even know how those narrators do it. They're amazing. Could you imagine, like, that's your job just to, like, seductively read books? Actually, I was at a Galentine's getaway last weekend with my book club, and I brought out my karaoke machine because I was like, hey, this is fun. Because of course. And, of course, that made everybody go run and hide and, like, go up to the upstairs. But I had two people still downstairs with me. And one's like, well, I'm just going to read my book. And they were, ta- like, earlier in the day, we had talked about romances, of course. And she was reading a really steamy one. So I, like, took the microphone and I was like, Mary. And I was like, 
Oh, they walk in the door and they lock eyes. Except it was a lot. There was beavers involved in the conversation. Which, I mean, well, that's a yeah. whole other story. But um, it's just like so fun to see like people's like reactions to when they're reading one because it's like, why are you so into that book right now? Like, what's happening in there? The good part. Sorry, I I can't answer that call right now. Yeah. Um, if you are on Instagram, you have to check out Abby Jimenez's page. Um, she has video of Julia Whalen, who is by far my favorite audiobook narrator, reading her new book, Part of Your World. Yeah. And it's just so funny. It's not a steamy part, so it's not inappropriate if you're in a room. But it just has, I mean, I listen to these people all the time, and I've never seen them <laughs> reading the book. And it's so funny. And of course, it's not sped up. Wait, the right. way I like my books, so it's so slow. <laughs> it's <just laughs> laughing. It's just the cutest little video on on Instagram right now. So I wrote down a few questions that are like okay. um, workplace romance adjacent or not adjacent, but very much workplace <laughs> romance. So have you ever like had a workplace romance or even like flirtation? I don't know if this is too personal. You don't have to answer. Cause for me, I'll start. Obviously I <laughs> um, started dating our fill in UPS guy. So at the bookstore, um, dog eared books, we get so many books, like ridiculous amounts of books. And so we get deliveries every day and our main guy, Shane, um, and one of the store owners, Ellen decided, you know, they were going to set me up with our fill-in UPS guy, and one thing led to another. So, I mean, it's kind of a workplace romance. And I I had eyed him before, but I was like, he's so quiet. He doesn't ever, like, comment. And with Shane, you have a whole personality that's chatting with you all the time. So, I'm like, okay, this dude is obviously not interested in my somewhat okay looks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He'd be crazy if he wasn't interested in you debatable clearly this Shane is like, and Ellen knew what was going on so I'm impressed oh they're so annoying about it though now so like <laughs> that is the downside when you have co-workers and your boss and your delivery guy <laughs> in on your relationship like <laughs> yeah so when I was just out of college I worked um two jobs and my part-time weekend job was working in an apartment complex in the leasing office and so I may or may not have dated one or two of the residents. One or there. two? Oh my god! I worked there for like two or three years. Oh, I love so. that. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> but you're right; you can't get away from it once you've no. Done that. Ironically, so I've been seeing him since like October, and I've only seen him one time at my work since then. Because every That's single a relief. time. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I'd have to hear the torture of them, like, ooh, should we leave you alone in the office? And I'm like, please, please, please. <laughs> and, like, honestly, a few weeks ago, I missed him by seconds. So I think it's just funny that once we actually started seeing each other, I now don't ever see him at my work. So is it really a workplace romance anymore? The universe or Shane and Ellen did what they needed to do. And now you don't need to run into him at work. It's all good. Yeah. Uh, we both got what we wanted. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I love that you had two workplace romances. That's amazing. So what would be your ideal workplace romance? Because you know how there's like, because you have one a person who's your boss maybe um, you're equal and you're both fighting for a same position. Someone who's underneath you but gets treated more fairly than you and you've been there forever. <laughs> X talk. Um, 
I'm trying to There's think. There's always like, you're competing for the same job. Yeah. Because um, you got to have a little bit of that, like, frustration, sort of. I mean, right? Don't you think? So I, again, workplace romances probably in my mind and from my experience are not the best things to do. Um, so I think probably my favorite one is like the secret bridesmaid where you have this big job and this is just one little small piece that this person's related to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that would probably be my, my favorite one. So like in the hating game, they were competing for the same job. And I feel like um, there's really no way that that one can end up well. Like it's yeah. never really going to end up well. Right. But the hating game resolved that probably the best way that I've seen in that he actually went and got a different job and she got the promotion. That was the best way I've seen that one resolved. That's really similar to dating you, hating you. It's also really similar to Shift. Have you seen? I've seen it, but I've not read it. Yeah. It's a good book. Um, She's got another one coming out soon. I believe. I have to add that to my list. Uh, I like her. I think I was going through. It's like Romance Week on Goodreads right now. So I think I was going through the list of like 2022 upcomings, and I'm pretty positive. I don't know. I've I've seen something recently from that author. Yay! Have to look into it. What would your favorite? workplace romance, workplace romance subtrope be. I don't want to talk too much about it because it kind of goes into Weather Girl and I want to save that for our Weather Girl podcast. That'll be the next one. I think I would prefer the romance of you don't actually work in the same office. So like if it's a building where there's multiple companies and it's like more of a, oh, I see you on the elevator. Oh, oh, is this your stuff? And then you hit all the buttons on this. Like, oh, you're stuck with me, darn. Like, you know, I like that more from a far workplace romance. And then shenanigans happen or something. Um, That would be my ideal workplace romance, especially to read about. Like, that's what I love to read about. And that's what I love when I watch, like, a rom-com movie. I like the shenanigan rom-coms where, yes, there's, like, some frustrations. Like, how to lose a guy in 10 days. Love that book. Yeah. Oh, my gosh book movie <laughs> i was like oh my god movie. it's a book no it's... i love that movie yes that's like the ultimate i mean they're both idiots but and it's very problematic in pieces but i can't help it that yellow dress still is like the dress of my dreams and i think a lot of people can and the keith agree. urban song when she's riding the motorcycle oh. uh yeah totally with you i thought you were gonna say the song uh <laughs> Oh my goodness! It's the one they karaoke. The iconic one. You're uh, you're you're, car- so you're so vain. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, I guess the only other question I have for kind of a workplace romance is, how would you handle that contentious relationship of vying for the same role? Like, how do you think? people would actually come out of that. I mean, think about it years down the road. Wouldn't there be some sort of still resentment? How do you, how would you go about that? Cause I don't know if I would, I don't think I could do it. I, I totally agree. And I think that's why they make me uncomfortable is because that's the one I think of when I think of this trope, mm-hmm. as I think of that pitting people up against mm-hmm. each other. And you said it earlier that enemies to lovers too, yeah. it's kind of mixed in together. It's almost toxic. It is. And, and it how can you build a relationship? Yes. It's like, 
if I was seeing my friend do that, I would be sick to my stomach and be so sad for them. Yeah. Because they might think it's ending up okay, but it's like you still went through all of that. Yeah. You still had that experience. You still had that hurt and anger and pain. And you probably did not so great things either. But I just don't know if I could get past it. I think everybody can maybe fool themselves for a while. And of course, there are always exceptions to the rule. But that would be really hard. It would be hard for me too. Is there any like other sort of like major themes you notice with the workplace romance? So I... We talked a little bit earlier, but I like the ones that head on hit head on the ethical conundrum. Yes. So the fastest way to fall, she is a journalist um, for a social media outlet. Okay. And she's she and another girl are doing comparing to apps, fitness apps. Oh, interesting. And so she gets assigned a coach who just happens to be the owner of the fitness app. Doesn't know that she's a journalist and she doesn't know that he's the owner. She just thinks she's some random. Oh, so coach. that's the how to lose a guy in 10 days. Cause kind of. they're both like lying to each other. They're both lying to There's, each it's other. It's secretive. Fibbing. They kind of both know that they should probably be saying more, but they are just trying to, move on with what they're doing and they think they can resolve it later, right. which she always do. Right. <laughs> but she handles head on. And I love Denise Williams for this. She does such a good job with it. She handles head on. This was not okay. Right. And the, I, I don't want to spoil the end, but she talks about it and they go through, there are a couple places in the book where they each talk about the ethical conundrum of what they're doing. And I just love that piece where they take it, they are really honest about, hey, this might not be appropriate, mm -hmm. but we're going to do it anyway. But then you have to live with what huh. decisions you've made along the way. And it's still funny. I'm not making it sound <laughs> like a funny book. No. I mean, there's that's the, that's the thing, though, about rom-coms in general. You have to have a moment of seriousness. And then you can go back to laughing and crying from laughing because it's just so absolutely charming. And... Huh. I, I like that. I appreciate that because it kind of makes it more of a reality that people actually face that struggle. Um, especially like if you're a client or something, that would be, that's like, a, that's like a questionable situation. That's how to fail with flirting. She's the client. Yeah. That one too. Mm. She does a really good job. That could be another trope. Like could be. I think Ellie Hazelwood did a nice job with that in, um, love hypothesis as well she kind of talked about yes this could go wrong <laughs> right yeah she really did focus a lot on um the problematic pieces oh, oh i just think about that guy in that book and i just want to still throat punch him you know the one that's like oh i know but oh you if you have not read love hypothesis that probably was one of my favorite rom-coms last year and i would highly recommend everybody to pick it up because it's so good. It's such a good book. I just read it for book club this January and mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah, that was that was a good life choice of a read. And I know I think it's taken off on TikTok. Because <laughs> so. working at the bookstore, people were like, oh yeah, I saw this on TikTok. I'm like, no, you saw it. 
in the bookstore. <laughs> and, and I... I recommended it. <laughs> We've been talking about it for quite a while. It's you guys funny. had it the first week it came out, I think. Oh, yeah. We had it immediately. Uh, I want to say I had seen it. And I was like, oh, yeah, bring that in. I'll sell it. And I hadn't even read it yet. I just was like, I'm going to love this book. And I know Katie, one of our other booksellers, really likes it. Um, and Ava, she really enjoyed it. Several others. And... Ava, gosh, she's a high schooler, but she's so wise and smart beyond her years. And I just love listening to her and her friends talk. And they were really funny one day and they called it, uh, she's 18. So that's not like <laughs> bad, but they call, what did they, what did they call it? It was like science smut or something like that. And they're like, oh yeah, the smutty science reads. I'm like, oh, interesting. Oh, that like, has to be a future episode. Yeah. Smutty, <laughs> smutty science read or science smut. Yeah. I feel like she worded it much better than oh, what I'm doing, goodness. but I'm like, I love that. The maximum amount. <laughs> so overall, this trope, is it a yay or nay for you? We didn't actually rank it on the pepper spice-o-meter why can i not get well, the that right books are rated on the spice-o-meter yeah. and they can vary in the that's genre, true I but I, I i guess then what do we star this trope like if we see it because are you still gonna automatically want to pick up this book so it's definitely it's definitely not my favorite yeah but i have convinced myself <laughs> by looking that i actually really do like it and it really helped to kind of pick out which ones I liked and which ones I didn't. I think I'll yeah. steer away from the competing for the same position. Because that's just so toxic and yeah. we do not need that in yeah. our lives. And there's there's like a when you're laughing at it and reading it, there's like a sick feeling in your stomach like I shouldn't be laughing at this. Right. For me. For other people it might be even though they're you can look at and fictional say, characters, yeah. it's like, oh gosh. Yeah. No. I still love the hating game. I, I hate that <laughs> I love it, but I still love it. We but, all have those books. <laughs> right. <laughs> So I think it's probably not my favorite, but I've convinced myself that I actually like it more than I think I yeah. do. Okay. I think it's still just a, it's like an okay trope for me. I don't seek it out, but I also don't necessarily realize I've picked it up until I'm already in it. Well, like looking at our list from last year, we actually do pick them up quite often. Right. So many from our book club last year were on this. Right. Let's do just a quick rundown of your workplace romances. Okay. That you would recommend. Um, the Honey Don't List by Christina Lauren. Yeah. Um, that was, that was they were married one, and before they were in the workplace together. So well, I justified that one that way. And the the girl though, the girl. Oh the yeah, guy. that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. Mm -hmm. um, Twice in a Blue Moon by Christina Lauren. So again, a film set one. Yeah. Um, Fastest Way to Fall that we've talked about and How to Fail at Flirting by Denise Williams. Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon that we'll talk about next week. Shipped by Angie Hockman. You Had Me at Ola by Alexa Staria. Charm Offensive by Allison Cochran that we will talk about later this summer. Wait for It by Jen McKinley, Undercover Bromance by Alyssa K. Adams, Like a Boss by Anne Harper, Half the World Away by Rebecca Banks, The Secret Bridesmaid by Katie Birchall, Enjoy the View by Sarah, Sarah Morgan Thaler, sorry about that, Kiss My Cupcake, and Meet Cute by Helena Hunting. Wow. It's a list. That is a I need to copy that list because I've read like none of those. I mean, I've read a good chunk, but not a lot of them i would recommend all of those perfect i loved them 
what are you currently looking forward to reading? <laughs> um, so I'm reading four books right now and none of them are rom-coms. So I'm just like, <laughs> I need to finish one because I'm like, I, I'm, I'm missing my rom-com. I truly can't even remember. I know I just finished one, but I don't know what it was. I do know that the next rom-com I'm going to pick up is um, It Happened One Summer. Yes. So, uh, what's the Tessa Tessa, Bailey? Tessa Bailey. That's what I thought because I know later this year we're going to be reading her new one that's coming out soon that I just gave Dean the arc to today. So it's like hook, line, and sinker. That's the one I'm looking forward. Yes. So I know it's a universe book, right? So, so they're sisters. Okay. So you don't have to, and that's the same with like a lot of these rom-coms it's like a universe and you don't have to read one to be able to enjoy the other i i just like that's just me and then another one i'm super excited i need to pull up my phone um because i can never remember the author's name because there's just too many books in my brain you know so i do know it's like to love there it's like a regency series uh rom-com and I've made a lot, and Martha Waters is the author. So she's written To Love and to Loathe, and then To Have and to Hoax. Um, and To Have and to Ho- like, I don't know. I absolutely adored these books, and I made people read them, and they're like, I mean, they were fine. I'm like, how did you not love them? But To Marry and to Metal is coming out fairly soon. It's coming out April 5th. And I am just like anxiously on my seat. I'm like, this is one of my favorite because it's you're going through all the friends in this group and the timelines still stay fairly close together. But that's the rom-coms I'm looking forward to. Well, I'm looking forward to the third one coming out like immediately because I want it now. But I have a stack of rom-coms at home that need to be read. And Deanne just gave me back Something Wilder by Christina Lauren, which comes out um, in May, May 17th. And allegedly it's not as rom-commy but i still am gonna like absolutely adore it because christina and lauren are two of the best co-worker writers Ooh, they should write a trope about two authors that have to co-write a book together that would be hilarious if you're you're christina billions and lauren hobbs if you're listening i have an idea for you (laughs) because i'm sure you don't get lots of people telling you to write books about this or that but it's and more. It could be fuzzy. Fuzzy. From soulmate oh. equation. Fizzy. Fizzy. Yes. Oh my god. It could be fizzy. I love from soulmate fizzy. equation. Fizzy I was the best. Too. Okay, as you can see, we absolutely adore rom coms. What are yeah. you? So you're looking forward to that Tessa Bailey? I'm so looking forward to the new Tessa Bailey. Um, I will probably go home and start reading it right now. <laughs> um, a, another a non rom com book I'm looking forward to, and I want to hear one from you too, is The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley. So I just adore Lucy Foley, and it comes out I think next week. And she wrote the guest list. She wrote the guest list, which so... I adored. <laughs> I didn't read that. Isn't that a thriller? It is a thriller. That's what I said. Okay. Non-rom-com. Okay. Yeah. See, I don't really do thrillers that often. So is this one the Paris Department? Paris? Paris? The Paris Apartment. Is that also... I'm sticking with the accent, apparently. apparently. Um, <laughs> poorly. Um, is that also a thriller? I'm assuming so. Her The other books I've read by her are the same okay. kind of genre. So Okay. I'll, I'll put it on my radar, but... Yeah thrillers kind of i can't sleep when i read them that's why i have the after seven rule i was gonna say it's an after seven book no a before seven before seven i always say it wrong 
Yeah. Yeah. The 7 p.m. rule is there for a reason. And Tell us I, what the 7 p.m. rule is for those who don't know, because I think this is a great rule to have for anybody. Yes. And it does not just pertain to scary books. So I have a rule that any book that I know is going to stay with me while I sleep, I cannot read after 7 p.m. And I say 7 p.m. because then it gives me plenty of time to either read something fluffy, to watch some fluffy TV and get something else in my brain. So currently I'm reading cultish and I've nonstop been dreaming about cults, even though it's not about cults necessarily. It's about the cultish language. And like, that's fascinating to me, but I am not even joking when I tell you, I woke myself up the other night because I could hear myself talking about cults in my sleep. So that one should be a before seven rule, but I like it too much that I'm just like, "Eh, I don't care. But it mainly also applies to any sort of thriller or book. Like, because if it's scary, I will have nightmares and I like to sleep and I don't want to constantly be dreaming. Like I, when I dream, I dream that I am in that book and I can't stop it. Like I am the main character and I can see it all playing out where I'm at and I, I'll have a terrible night's sleep. Only so, good books for that. Only yeah. Fun. Happy, happy things. Books. Happy yeah. things. So that is the 7 p.m. rule. So you may all follow that rule as well. You might find it life-changing. <laughs> it's funny. For the better. Yeah. I actually, I have people that are like, they'll tell me you should read this book, but it's a before seven book. I'm like, I appreciate that. Thank you. Cause I don't like finding that out for myself. No, especially <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night. You're like, I'm not going to sleep now. No kidding. I'm like, oh, I, I, I like called my cats. I'm like, Cricket, Babs, can you, can you come cuddle with me right now? I'm not okay. Well, thank you all for listening in on our first podcast. If you want to join us for our in-person book club to talk about Weather Girl by Rachel Lynn Solomon, join us at Dog Eared Books on February 26th at 7 p.m. If you're listening to this after February 26th, come join us for another in-person book Mm -hmm. club. We've got it posted on the website what we're reading, and it's usually the fourth Saturday of the month. Yep. So it's all on the Dog Eared Books website under the book clubs tab. And you can, even if you're not local, you can still follow along with us on what we're reading because Dan picks out a great selection of books and we usually pick out six months at a time. So we have through June and we discussed July through December the other day. So that should be coming live shortly. So then you can get your pre-orders in and check your books out from the library or uh, Libra FM. So however you consume your books. And it's definitely a group effort. So we get lots of variety from Rachel's suggestions and my suggestions and things that we hear about online. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Between the Covers podcast. You can follow Deanne at EODBRT and Rachel at More Than the Pages on Instagram and everything podcast related at, at Between the Covers Pod. Between the Covers Pod is produced by our local indie bookstore, Dog Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and share the pod with all your amazing people in your life.